What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay, and thank you so much for checking out the And One Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about my fantasy basketball team, giving you guys some updates, some top performances from the week, some quick NBA news, and always we love to talk about our girl boss of the week. And I hope you guys enjoy, and we're going to get straight into it. Now we're going to get into our now weekly segment about fantasy basketball. As I mentioned last episode, I joined my first fantasy basketball league. If you didn't listen to our last episode, definitely check it out after this one because I talk about my roster and how our league works. Sadly, I lost my second week in a row. My team did well and I had the third highest score out of everyone, but I played the person with the second highest score, sadly. So sometimes fantasy is just like you're lucky with whoever you play. Right now on the last day, I am winning, but it could still go either way. I'm pretty excited, though, because week one and two, I wasn't ever really winning. So this is a step in the right direction. My biggest regret for this week is definitely benching Luca. You're probably thinking, why would I ever do that? He was my number one pick. Well, my fear on Monday was that since he was still with a day-by-day injury and only playing three games, I'd rather replace him with the guy playing four games because he may not play that game on Monday. This totally backfired, though, since Luka did play and would have gotten me so many points. He had, like, an amazing day two days ago, and I have definitely learned my lesson to never bench Luka unless he's completely, completely out or he has COVID. Just, like, don't bench him ever. Now we're going to go into our next segment, Top Performances, where we talk about our top performances from this week. On Sunday, Steph Curry scored a career-high 62 points against the Blazers, and they won. I I was actually surprised he never reached 60 before. I know, like, 60 is, like, a crazy number. But he's known for being so dominant from three, and obviously three is more than two. And he's known for just scoring in general. So I was surprised he's never reached 60, but I think that's really cool, and congrats to him. On Monday, Jason Tatum scored 40 points and had six rebounds in a Celtics win. On Wednesday, Bradley Beal also had 60 points like Steph Curry, but his team still ended up losing to the 76ers. And um, the big news from this was that he showed a lot of frustration after the game that he didn't care if he scored 60 points because all he cares about is if his team wins. And it must be very frustrating that you score 60 points and your team still loses. They like his team score the Wizards scored like around 130 points and their competitors the 76ers also scored around 130 points. So you're giving up 130 points also. So I do understand this frustration, but I would still be happy with the 60 points also. On Saturday, Tyrese Maxey, who you guys probably don't know, made the most of getting to start for the 76ers, who he doesn't normally start, but he does get like around 10 minutes a game. Um, But this game, he played 43 minutes because they only had seven active players, which is crazy because of all this COVID stuff going on. And he scored 39 points, which good for you. He definitely did not throw away his shot, giving you a Hamilton reference today. But he definitely did not throw away his shot. He made a lot of shots instead. But his team still ended up losing because it's kind of hard to win when you only have seven players. But yeah, but congrats to him. And also on Saturday, LaMelo Ball became the youngest player in NBA history to get a triple-double. He did this in a win against the Hawks, getting 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists. 
I definitely think that LaMelo Ball is going to be a superstar. I already bet on him winning Rookie of the Year, and he has a lot of potential to be the next great point guard in the league, like a Trey Young and a Luka Doncic, and I see him um, doing very well, and I think he's in a good organization with the Hornets, playing against Hay- playing with Hayward, and I think he's going to do really well there. Now we're going to get into some NBA news. John Moran of the Memphis Grizzlies is expected to be out three to five weeks with an ankle sprain. Do I think the Grizzlies will still make the playoffs with John Morant being out for so long? I don't honestly think so. With the season already being shortened, every game counts more than ever before. Three to five weeks is a lot of games missed, and I think it might be better for the Grizzlies to go for a lottery pick instead of being a lower playoff seed, like stumbling in. Like I just don't think it's worth it for them. And they've lost four of their last six without Morant so far. I'll now be giving you the top of the leaderboard update. In the East is the Celtics and 76ers tied with a 7-3 record, and in the West is the Suns and Lakers, who also have a 7-3 record. Will either team stay on top? I definitely think the Lakers are definitely going to be on top and winning the West. I have them winning the whole championship, but I definitely think they'll um, end up being on the top of the West. For the East, I honestly don't really know because I had... I honestly think the Bucks are gonna gonna win the East, but obviously whoever's at the top at the end doesn't always make it to the finals. But I think the Celtics do have a good chance of making it. I feel like if they just cleaned up their their second half of their game because they play really good in the first half and the second half kind of collapsed, or it's like the other way around, like they're only a one half team, which is really hard to win games that way. But they've been on a good streak and they've been doing really well. So I think the Celtics definitely do have a chance to stay on top. The NBA has been hit with a lot of COVID-19 problems this week. Katie was announced on Monday to be out for a week due to COVID-19 contact tracing, and the Celtics have been having a ton of issues. Robert Williams first tested positive on Friday, which led to Tristan Thompson and Grant Williams to have to quarantine for seven days. On Saturday, it was reported that Jason Tatum now is COVID-19. This now leads to Jalen Brown, Javon Green, and, and semi Ojale to now be questionable for tonight's game against the Heat. As of right now, that's all I know, but you guys could go look into it after listening, see if they're able to play or not. And I'm pretty sure, like, if they're all these players that I just named, like, aren't playing tonight, I think we have just, like, eight players that can play. And Bradley Beal was out for, it will be, was out for Saturday's game against the Heat due to contract tracing from playing this against the Celtics. It was a lot of Kings drama, but it was actually amongst the fathers of players and not the players themselves. Marvin Bagley's dad tweeted asking for the Kings to trade his son. The tweet was deleted, but basically everyone had already seen it. De'Aaron Fox's dad responded to the tweet, trade him. The players Bagley and Fox have not really answered any questions about that matter, but I find it hilarious that their fathers are tweeting on social media, like, for them, and I honestly wonder if the players, like, um, told them to do that. I bet they did not. Duncan Robinson became the fastest player in history to reach 300 career threes with 95 games, beating out Luka and Damian Lillard, tied with 117 games. I'm honestly surprised that Steph Curry doesn't have the isn't in the top but I guess because when he was coming in as a rookie like maybe he it was just different at the time but um congrats to Duncan and that's like really cool for our next segment we're going to be talking about this week's hashtag girl boss and our hashtag girl boss for this week is Bianca Smith 
On Monday, it was announced that Bianca Smith was hired by the Red Sox as a minor league coach, and she became the first black woman to become a coach in the history of professional baseball. She is currently the assistant coach at Carroll University in Wisconsin since 2018. She'll be working with mainly position players for the Red Sox. This is definitely super exciting news to hear um, MLB breaking down many boundaries for women with Kim Ang being hired as the first female GM and now the first black woman coach. I hope to see many more women working in the MLB and sports in general in the future because because of these women showing that girls can be a part of sports. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the And One Podcast. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You should definitely rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. And check out our Instagram at Animal Podcast. Any with an S, go follow us. Check out our reels. Um, fun fact, we actually had, I posted a reel about Peyton Pritchard from last week's episode. And we got 1.5 thousand um, plays on that, which was crazy. I was like in the middle of school stuff and I just saw that and I, and I thought it was crazy. So definitely check out our Instagram to see more stuff. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.